My name is uh, Tywin Robinson. I am a fitness, uh, consider myself a fitness professional here in the uh, Houston area. I got into fitness because I did not, uh, growing up, you see my grandmother used to be sick a lot. You mm. see my grandfather being sick, uh, and I didn't want that for myself, so I uh, got into fitness and kind of took off and ran with it. I was a mechanical engineer by uh, trade, and I ended up walking away from that and pursuing the fitness life here in Houston, and it has worked out tremendously. I played no sports. I don't even like watching sports. And uh, I was maybe 100 pounds lighter than I was in high school and college. Was there like a switch that flipped and you were like, okay, I'm, this is my thing now? I don't know. I, to be honest, to be upfront, uh, I really got into working out for the uh, for the ladies. So it definitely makes a makes a difference uh, depending on where you go and what you do. Uh, I've been to places where uh, because of my size, people thought I'm an NFL player, and uh, I usually tell them, no, I'm not, I'm not, and. You know, uh, it happens so much. You know, me and my friends, we just kind of go with it. A few times a guy has opened up his bar to us and said, look, I know who you are. I'm not going to say anything to anybody. You and you guys, you can drink free for the whole night. So sometimes we play with it, but it definitely helps. Uh, it can be. I, I think sometimes intimidated um, more than uh, anything, but... Usually once they get to know you and see that even though you are larger than uh, most, mm -hmm. you're still a normal person. Uh, are you still vegan? I am maybe about 70% vegan, 30%, okay. you know, I still eat meat. I find that this works out. That's how I am too. Yeah. <laughs> I tried it, but it was like, I still felt like I needed eggs and some sort of meat in my diet to mm -hmm. be, you know, to be at the optimal health level. And Agreed. why did you decide to try the vegan diet? and? Why didn't it work for you? Uh, I started vegan watching uh, a guy named Dr. Sebi. Kind of watched some videos on him about different things that he's cured and kind of did a deep dive into his whole life. And I was convinced of the stuff he said about vegan, what veganism is. And, and I kind of start practicing it and uh, I went into it 100%. And my body was like, this is not going to happen. <laughs> After eating meat every three hours and go 100% plant-based, my body was not happy. Yeah. So it took me about eight months before I found a balance. And 70-30 seems to be a good balance. Did you find that you eat healthier now because of experiencing the vegan diet? Or did you eat pretty healthy beforehand? I ate horrible before. <laughs> and I make a lot more health conscious choice after going uh -huh. vegan yeah so i've been doing it full-time for about five years now um i was in the illinois area i tell people chicago illinois because they're not familiar with rockford illinois that's where i was at um, engineering and like i said i walked in one day and i just didn't want to do it anymore and Oil and gas is always up and down, up and down. This was the fourth layoff that they did. They gave some of us partial pay and benefit and we cut up to three months. And they said we could request some more time off. So long shot, I requested nine months off. My employees was like, there's no way they're going to approve that. Well, they approved it. And wow. I immediately moved to Houston, Texas. Wow. And I got into the fitness field, joined a couple gyms, didn't work out. And the aha moment came. Joined uh, Lifetime Fitness Sugar Land, start working there, and my very first client didn't realize who he was. 
but he set the trend for what would happen over the next six months. I landed maybe about 15 big fish Ooh, in a row. Nice. So it was really, it grew really, really quickly. Um, so that's how I knew I was in the right place at the yeah. right time. Absolutely. The weird thing is uh, I was always, I got into fitness when I was about 16. Okay. I didn't get, take it real serious until I was about 21. And uh, I used to talk about it at work all the time. So even at uh, in engineering, you know, people knew that that one, uh, he enjoys fitness. Yeah. And we kept, uh, during one of the layoffs they were getting ready to do, uh, I was so frustrated. One of the guys was like, why don't you just pursue fitness? He was mm-hmm. like, you know, you seem to love that. And then I enrolled in school and they end up rehiring us back. And I did all of my uh, schoolwork at that job. And mm. that's how I got uh, certified and got into the fitness game. I'm kind of an excuse my ignorance, but <laughs> I don't know how it works. You train for Alphalete or are you independent? And then you just take your clients there. So I'm independent. Uh, I uh, basically run my business out of Alphalete. So I'm the head trainer there. I help them find and hire trainers to come in and create that uh, that training culture there. So, mm-hmm. um, and we're looking to grow and expand. We got some big news coming up here, probably in the next three months. That's going to, I think it's going to uh, shock Houston. Is that yeah. the February thing that? Something going on in February. And then there's something coming pretty massive after that. So hmm. I'm very excited about that. Okay, so you had to kind of teach yourself entrepreneurial habits whenever you made the switch. What were some lessons that you learned or some hardships that you went through? Uh, Everything. (laughs) I mean, I I pretty much had to jump off of a cliff and learn how to build an airplane on the way down. Like that's exactly, I've heard that saying so many different times and that's exactly what it is. So many, uh, bumped my head so many different times. Made a lot of mistakes, uh, you know. I mean, just it is something that you can't really explain to someone, and you just actually have to do it. Yeah. You know, you make yeah. a lot of mistakes along the way, but you learn what not to do real quick, and uh, you fix it, yeah. and you just you just naturally get good at it. It is the most craziest experience that I've ever had to deal with in Loving life, but it is a very rewarding experience to do something that you don't know how to do, yeah. you figure it out yeah. along the way, and then you become successful at yeah. it. There's yeah. nothing quite like it. Relationships have the ability to make or break. Mm. It's, it's especially in a business that I've learned. I grew so quickly, one, you know, I, and I, I'm big on morals and ethics. You mm. know, I believe as individuals, especially if you want to be an entrepreneur that involves bringing people to a service that you're creating, one, you have to have morals, two, you have to have ethics. Uh, people must believe in you and then you got to create those relationships because the thing about a relationship is that word of mouth travels and that's one thing I've learned about Houston you know just the different community that's here in Houston it's either going to be good and it's going to travel or it's going to be bad and travel Mm -hmm. and if you can make sure it's good then any endeavor the city is just so unique and diverse to me like coming from where I was at like it was Maybe two different ethnicities, maybe three at, at the most. And then to come out to Houston and it's so broad and so big and yeah. it's so much out here. And the ability for growth and opportunity is amazing. And you see the relationships that you like. It may be something that I don't know how to do, but now I can pick up a telephone call and say, hey, I know somebody that can do this for yeah. you. I know somebody. I mean, it's just it's a mate. Relationships will make or break your business. In yeah. There. Yeah. Take it one day at a time. Take it. Take it slow. Take it day by day, like the longevity of it. Like I would, 
get myself so confused and frazzled a lot of days because, you know, you need to, you need to be forward thinking, mm. but sometimes you miss what you need to do in the present day, right. focused on, right. you know, what's ahead of you. So uh, take it day by day. I wake up every morning, I lay a list out of what I need to accomplish. And I'm a big person on practicality. Like one of the things that I do that's a ritual for myself is how do you expect to take over the world if you can't even make your bed every morning? Mm-hmm. So I get up every single day and I make my bed mm-hmm. in the morning at 344, 3.45, 4 o'clock in the morning, mm-hmm. make my bed and I start my day. Mm-hmm. So it's those little things that you do throughout the day. So after I go through my whole day and I get home and I'm tired, I had to come home to a clean room. The only reason I can do that is because I got up and I did the little thing first yes. and I carried with my day. So for sustainability, focus on the little things and the bigger picture will present itself. There was one, I think I read a quote somewhere very similar that was talking about how if you, even if you had a bad day, you now get to come home and have that satisfaction for yourself. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, you gain a little bit of respect for yourself. Concepts that I live by and preach is having self-respect and integrity. What is your opinion on that? Hand to hand, it's paramount, you know, like if you don't respect yourself, other people won't respect you. You know, if you don't have integrity, like once somebody can't trust you and in my, in my uh, line of business, you know, there's a whole lot of stigmas that come with personal trainers, Mm -hmm. you know, so having integrity is paramount because all it takes is that one bad decision to it's it's a it's a gentleman i know that he made a he made a poor choice and uh it has affected his business i mean his whole life is on a different course now because of a a choice that he made and uh so i I personally feel you have to watch your integrity and you have to have a lot of self-respect so in case specific to what i do like we're hands-on with a lot of different people men women And, you know, there's a stigma in the personal training field to where, you know, the males get involved with the females and the female trainers get Mm -hmm. involved with the males. Mm -hmm. And in this business, it's it's so funny to me, even going through school, it's in the textbook. Do not get involved with the clientele. For one, it has the ability to disrupt your business. If somebody call into the company that you're licensed by. And they investigate it. Company can pull now pull your cert. So mm-hmm. now you will not be able to do. You won't be able to train anymore. And that that affects your reputation. And going to the integrity aspect. If I have a female client that I'm training and she's in a relationship, or she's married, and it comes out that I was involved with her. Now I got to deal with husband. Integrity is smeared, and he's going to go tell his group of people. My wife had a trainer that got involved with her. And now every other male that has a wife, one, you can't even go be with a male trainer mm-hmm. now. It has to. So in that, in my line of work, that poor choice has the ability to completely ruin your business and your integrity. And it's hard to bounce back. Now being, saying um, that you started fitness because of the way you look for the ladies, how did you learn to separate that from now taking it professionally and mm-hmm. not get distracted? Because I fell in love with it. Like literally, that's like, I started fitness because, you know, I like to pump. I like to walk outside without my shirt on in the summertime. And that's how it started. But like I said, by the time I hit 21, 22 is when I start taking it serious. And matter of fact, it was a guy that challenged me. It was an overweight guy, he was maybe 500 pounds. Oh, wow. And I was looking at the magazines 
And uh, I said, I'm going to be big like this. I'm going to take these supplements. And he said, you will never in your life grow. He said, look at you. I was 155 pounds, six mm -hmm. foot one. He said, you will never in your life look like that. Mm -hmm. And oh my God, that angered me. I'm like, and I'm, I'm thinking like, who are you to tell me what yeah. I can and cannot do? And that started this drive. And that drive turned into a love. That love turned into a passion. Love that. True apex right here. <laughs> First thing, make a, where you need to start it is you need to get licensed uh, by a accredited uh, institution. Second thing is you need to find a local gym to train at and learn the system. Some systems are more cutthroat than others, but you know you need to learn the system and see how it works. It's going to take you a good year or two to build a base and to learn the system. At that point, then I recommend that you look out and venture and do it at your own self because any personal anybody that's interested in fitness that wants to get into this field you have to ultimately in my opinion turn it into a legit business you have to step out on your own and do it yourself if you want to see the benefits of it like a lot of people don't look at fitness as a good industry to be in but you can take this and you can turn it into something massive. Uh, I don't know if you guys know who um, Simeon Panda is. He's off in the UK. He's taking fitness. He was in Forbes magazine for one of the wealthiest trainers of doing this. You got a guy named Bedros Killian. I think this guy's probably worth two, three hundred million dollars. And he started personal training. And then, you know, you look at Chris, you look at a Christian Guzman into fitness. He took his passion for fitness, leveraged it into a clothing line, leveraged it into an online company, leveraged it into a gym, and this guy is killing the game. So if you set it up correctly, and the, to me, the beauty about fitness is I was doing this before I turned it into a business. Yeah. So to be able to get up and do something that I was already going to do anyway uh, is uh, pretty amazing to me. So I think those are the steps to where you have to love this. And you have to eventually turn it into a, a business at some point. I just got into like the social media aspect when I, maybe about three years ago. Like, I mean, I did it when Instagram first came out. I was just posting random pictures mm. on there. It wasn't until I moved to Houston and I heard about uh, this guy named Christian Guzman. And I started following him and I'm like, wow, he's like really taking this thing to the next level. So being in that environment, you know, you just naturally start picking up on what's what's going on so you learn social media because that is your conduit for people to see you like people that don't know you i mean it's no paid advertisement you don't have to do any commercials no nothing you just put your cell phone there and uh create some great content and it has the ability to take off and right now my business grows mainly through social media it's just easy for me to get on my platform make some videos, do a little talking, do some workouts, show my personality, what I do, people see it, I, and show progress pictures. And then they just, they naturally come. You asked me a question earlier, uh, some big steps to do if you're gonna do this, and the social media platform, the marketing aspect of it. A lot of why this doesn't work in my industry is people won't, don't market themselves formally. And I'm a firm believer, if you're going to be A, personal trainer, you have to market yourself. B, you have to look the part. You can be a heart surgeon and be 400 pounds, and that's okay. Everybody's okay with that. You yeah. know, you go in and get your chest open up, and you work on your heart, and you won't say, nobody won't say a word, but if you're in the fitness industry, health and fitness is my passion, 
and you walk in the gym as a personal trainer and you look like everybody else, that people automatically have a reservation like, how are you gonna get me in shape if you? And the clients, the clientele that I told you about when I went to Lifetime that approached me, all of them had been at the gym for six, seven years and they've never had any personal trainers. Mm. When I stepped on the floor and they all said the same thing, like I told myself, I wanna look like anybody, I wanna look like that guy. Mm. So that's why my business exploded very yeah. quickly, so. Yeah. Are you still making like the funny videos? Your, I saw your Instagram videos. <laughs> <laughs> One thing I found out about social media too is, you know, sometimes people have a hard time distinguishing a uh, social media personality from real life personality. Yeah. So some of the stuff you say, like some of it is character. Uh-huh. And, you know, sometimes people get offended by the character thinking that's the real person. Uh, so, you know, a lot of it I've kind of dialed back a little bit and I've kind of like lately kind of shown more of me and my personality. So people can get a feel of who Taiwan is, what he represents, how he feel. And then, you know, maybe I can start adding, you know, the, the character in there, the skits, the funny. We'll see. It work itself out. Just one of those airplane things that I'm figuring out how to build. So. And then what about YouTube? I am actively just uh so actually the uh video i posted up the other day that's gonna be like my youtube intro to all of my videos okay. so i really want to get into pursuing youtube videos uh, this year you know i've been trying for the last year or two youtube i mean making content's hard like you oh, wouldn't think it's yeah. hard but making content it's mm. consistent content yeah. it's hard so you know it's just a lot of days you wake up like i don't want to make yeah. a video yeah. but you know, this year I've kind of, ch- so it takes a little bit to work the bugs out. Yeah. And I think I've been kind of hitting, missing with it for so long that I think I'm ready to like, all right, I know how this works. The next step for Taiwan, one, having a massive online presence when it comes to training. Yeah. This is the way I can continually grow. I want to deal with, dare I say, I want to deal with thousands of people online in the fitness realm. Two for 2020. I want to break into the celebrity Mm. field of fitness. I want to garner and grab my first celebrity client in 2020. I've trained some pretty well-off people. It's it's one guy I train. I don't know if you guys are familiar with the uh, Star Stop Empire, but you know, they have maybe 200 plus gas stations throughout the Houston area. I mean, they've got their hands in everything. And a lot of my clients are like that, and that's good. It created a solid base for me to continually grow. But that next level, you take a celebrity client. And I don't know if you guys know who Cesar Milan is, the dog whisperer, but you know, nobody knew who he was. And then he went and fixed Will Smith's dog by wow. doing his little whisper thing. Will Smith put him out there yeah. and he took off. Oh. And now he's the dog whisperer all over yeah. the world. That's what a celebrity client has the ability to do. And that's that's my next goal. It, ju- it just depends. It, like if I got to make an immediate decision and it's one, mm-hmm. then that's a decision I'm gonna make. But if I got a choice, I got the option, then I'm gonna reply. Sorry, I'll take care of it as soon as I get a chance. But then I'm still gonna go take care of what I need. If I had an option to do two, yeah. I would do both. But if not, then I'm gonna deal with the positive and and the negative just has to wait. Yeah. So I'm sure the person also, if there's someone that loves you and cares about your future, then they would understand that, oh, he was dealing with something and now he's back, but it's okay. That's a big thing. I'm a big advocate of that. I think you are in a relationship and yes, I am in a relationship, 
beautiful lady. She came here and pursued her, uh, you know, watched me and got inspired by me. And she pursued her uh, entrepreneurial goals as well. But I'm a big advocate of having the right person by your side in a relationship because that person is going to either make doing what you do easier or they're gonna make it harder. And uh, she definitely makes life very, very easy for me. So I'm a very positive person by nature. Just always been like that. But I will say one of the things that probably helped me is a lot of people don't know, used to public speak a lot. Um, and I kind of got out of it. And this year I'm actually getting back into it. And with that environment of public speaking, you know, you learn how to positively impact other people through speaking. And I also had to learn how to impact myself positively by speaking to myself. So I get a routine that I usually follow every morning and get up at 345 and make my bed. Well, actually, first thing I'll do is I'll make uh, some tea. I'll drink it, put a little lime in it. I'll meditate for about 10 or 15 minutes, you know, do a little praying. I'll do a little bit of stretching for about 10 or 15 minutes. And then I'll do positive affirmations to myself, whether I speak it verbally or I'm listening to somebody do positive affirmations. And then I'll get up and I start my day. So yeah. this is how I make sure my day keeps its vibe and stay positive. Because I believe what you do the first thing in the morning has the ability to carry the rest of the day. I because I've already told myself what the day is going to be like, how I am going to be. Mm -hmm. So when something comes that contradicts that, I usually just ignore it and I just keep moving. So awesome. I'm a very firm believer in you get to wake up every morning and set the tone yes. of your day. And if you want to stay positive, this is what works for me, so. Yeah, and how that reminds me of what my contradiction to his statement on should you respond to this person that is um, in despair and asking for you to reach out. And my response to that was, well, if anyone were to come at me in like a um, different negative tone, it's my responsibility to not be affected by it. So no matter if I reply or not, it's still my fault if I let it affect me or not. Right, so that has a lot to do with your mindset and how you carry yourself through the day. And if you choose to let things intersect with your the tone that you've set for yourself. But then again, it's your responsibility, I think, to tend to your own response and be like, okay, I'm not gonna let this affect me and I'm good, you know? Kevin Hart said something uh, years ago, pretty funny. Mm. He said, uh, how can you let somebody affect your self-esteem? It's an esteem of yourself. <laughs> it's how you view yourself. Yeah. How can somebody mess that up? So, you know, I can, I can see that point, you know? You know, whatever somebody does, it is still your job to, yeah. it's either going to affect me, allow it to affect me negatively, or I'm not yeah. going to yeah. allow it. So, so you're yeah. feeling. Yeah. Um, you can find me at Alpha League Gym, 711 Avenue E, Stafford, Texas. No creepers, please. I'm on Instagram at TrueApex1. And if you want to listen to me uh, public speak, I do motivational speaking, speaking, every day so far so good keep my fingers crossed uh, i've been doing it since the beginning of the year every day on facebook thank you so much for coming out no problem thank you for having me